How Hat Trick. I'm Nick. I'm here with Carno and Nate. Welcome back, fellas. It's been too long. How is everyone? It's been 84 years. <laughs> we had ourselves time. It's been a, a wild trade deadline. I'm excited to get into it. Let's get into it then. Um, so you mentioned the trade deadline. I'll, I'll go around the horn. We'll start with Nate first, if that's okay. Who's, who's your, your biggest shock, Nate, as far as the trade deadline? A lot of good names, a lot of big names on the move. It's pretty quiet tra- trade deadline to start. Yeah, I, I would say that it was, it was quiet, I, I guess, maybe a, a week out. And then I, I thought I saw something where 2023 was the most trades that were placed um, in the week leading up to the trade deadline in the last like five years, at least, I think there were 40 trades, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but by far, I think the, the winner is Boston. I mean, they, they were already on pace for the, <laughs> the most points in the NHL season ever. Um, they picked up Hathaway and Orloff from the Caps. They picked up Bertuzzi from Detroit. Um, they just literally added even more depth uh, to their team. That was just absolutely insane. Um, so, I mean, the Eastern Conference is just an absolute bloodbath heading into the playoffs. Um, I, I, I'm i not sure how any team can really compete with Boston right now. I mean, I know Tampa and Toronto tried to make some moves to the deadline. O'Reilly actually just got put on long-term IR today, who was one of their big pickups. Apparently he broke his finger, um, so he's going to be out a while, which... Um, Bad news gets to worse for for Toronto, um, and then Tampa traded I think five five picks along with a uh, former first round pick uh, Adam Foote's son for a guy who's barely getting forty points this season. Um, not not really sure what's going on there, but uh, Eastern Conference is really trying to make some moves um, around this deadline. I mean, Patty Kane went to the Rangers. A lot of stuff uh, moving, but I think Boston by far is you know really just going to run away with it. I think they're up to that caliber of Colorado, you know, I think two years ago, and then Tampa three years ago or four years ago, where they're just uh, head above everybody else by far. So, Carno, to Nate's point, Boston's running away with the conference. They've already they've already got a hundred points. It's been a crazy season for them already, fastest to a hundred points in league history. Insane. They're at 103 as of today, which is the 6th on March. I mean, who can who can top Boston? Who can who can say they had a better trade deadline than Boston, in your opinion? Well, can anyone? We can look at it. We can look at it two ways. We can look at all right, who's in a win now mode, and that definitely yeah, Boston's winning that. We can also look at it who's setting themselves up for the perfect like for a great, great offseason and for future considerations. And I would say that is Black, the Chicago Blackhawks. It's, uh, you know, for the, for the, the, what you're trying to do, Boston, yes, for this year, it's, it's pretty much uh, Stanley Cup and bust, right? Mm-hmm. On the other end, you have the Blackhawks, who's traded away. You know, they got, got rid of the Patty Kane, kind of, the contract. They got mm-hmm. rid of a lot of people, and they, they just stocked up on draft capital. And I think for them, that is a perfect, perfect, perfect um, trade deadline in order, to, you know, for what they're about. You know, next year they're going to have a lot more, um, a lot more money to play with, a lot of draft capital, and especially with the youth talent they're coming in with. It, I think if you look at it that way, I think they have the perfect trade deadline. Unconventional opinion. But that's <laughs> bandwagon. I'm looking at yeah, definitely a hot take. Definitely a hot take. I don't blame you there. Um... It's hard for me to say who won because I think, to Nate's point, Boston is running away with the conference. I think everyone on planet Earth can see that right now. They're just crushing it. Differential, goals against, everything. They're having the season of their lives. Um, so for me, it's like how much more can you get from the top, um, even though you make moves? So I wonder, did did one of those teams behind Boston make enough of moves to kind of slipstream like boomerang around Boston, you know, because playoffs is a different animal. We all acknowledge that we've seen some crazy things happen. I'm thinking Tampa Bay a few years ago when they won the presidents and got upset 
to Columbus in the first round, if you guys recall. I mean, it's the playoffs is just there's nothing like it. Let me ask so, you this. Mm-hmm. How many in the past, let's say, 10 years, how many people have won the President's Trophy and won the Stanley Cup? Oh, good question. I'll defer to the hockey. Guru. I was going to say, I, I don't think that it's that many, to be completely honest, because I've looked at this stat before. I don't know, Carno, if you have it pulled up, but uh, Red yeah. Wings might have been the last team to do it, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no. Um, they, they did it in 20, 2007, okay. and then the Chicago Blackhawks did it in 2012, and that's the last okay. one. Yes. The last 10 years, so it's, last it's 20 like years. Curse, but it's kind yeah. of like the Madden curse is the President's Cup. Right, right but now. I can't remember that's how it's I been. can't remember a team that's, you know, what is Boston, like 20 points above <laughs> second place, or it, it looks like 15 points right now uh, above the, the second place team in the entire league. And yeah, Granted, you know, that's um, once you get to the playoffs, it's a best of seven series. Your season up until that point doesn't really matter, but um, by and large, I mean, they're averaging, you know, beating each team by like a, a goal a game based on the goal differential. It's just absolutely insane right now. In 2018, the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning, they had an insane, insane year. They had, they had 128 uh, by the end of the year, and they lost in the first round. So, you know, anything can happen. You play best of seven. Boston's great, but. Boston, the one thing about Boston, they're the most hated team probably in the NHL. So when they, and and, and besides soccer, I think the NHL has the craziest home field advantage out of any sport. Besides, agreed. Agreed. Um, So when to be the most hated and to have those grueling series, you have to close out in four, you're kind of fucked, screwed (laughs) uh, by the, uh, you know, by by the time it comes to cup final. And, and you know, it is hockey. It's it's you know you don't get to rotate your goalies out every game. You don't get to rotate out and put in um, you know your youngsters. You have to play with that. That's uh, what is it twenty something players, mm-hmm. twenty yep. skaters, and mm-hmm. um, and you have to play those every other day. So can Boston do Plus that? Plus one hundred five on the season for goal differential. So sixty games. My my, my answer to through the trade deadline, I have to say. Probably the 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 best trade deadline I almost want to say was was Ottawa. I I think they just started buying left and right, and I don't know if this is like something to do with like the ownership, like hey, we're trying to you know pacify the fans or stuff like that, because there's a big bid right now, and I believe uh, Ryan Reynolds, um, just famous and all around amazing human being and actor. Um, is is trying to be a part owner in the franchise. And I wonder if this is something like the ownership prior is saying, okay, this is our handoff, or it's something like a goodwill gesture to um, the fans to say like, hey, we can still do our job. We still know what we're doing. Um, either way, I, I think they made some solid moves. Ch- uh, Chikrin was one for me that really blew me away. I did not foresee him going to Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely out East, but Ottawa was on the low end of the list for me. I was thinking he would go maybe even to New Jersey or Carolina, but not, um, Ottawa. Um, and both teams, Carolina and New Jersey, I think also had a good deadline. Um, and they might be, you know, having some great seasons just behind Boston. And like I said before, with the playoffs, you know, it, it could be Boston just burns itself out from having such a great regular season and in comes Carolina or New Jersey or another really strong Eastern team to win it all. Um, so that might be the difference. It's it's definitely going to be a gauntlet in the Eastern Conference, these playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. And you got five teams that are really in win-now mode. You got Tampa, Toronto, Boston, Carolina, and New Jersey. That were big buyers of the the trade deadline, and playing a numbers game, at least one of those teams is going to be out in the first round. And particularly for me, I, I think that heads are going to roll <laughs> for whatever team is the odd man out there. Um, I know Tampa has been having some issues lately. I think they got outshot twenty three to four against Carolina two nights ago, or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Stamkos, Kucherov, and um, one more player, I think it might have been Point, 
uh, were benched and didn't play the whole third period and was all in the news and, and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's interesting to see <laughs> the last month of the year, how everything up to this point doesn't really matter. They're playing for seating. They're playing for playoffs. They get going to get some guys back hopefully from long-term IR and, you know, hopefully hit the ground running. Um, Carno, I'm, I'm curious from your standpoint, who, who would you say is the, the biggest loser from the trade deadline? Well, the obvious answer is going to be, you know, the Detroit Red Wings and the, the, the trade that never happened, Jamie uh, Van Riemsdyk. But we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and not say Detroit. I'm going to try and not say Detroit. And I will go with... I don't. I really don't like Vegas's moves. The Jonathan Quick move, I don't like it. You know, he's fine, but it's not like... And, you know, I feel like... I'm going to say Vegas. I just think like they're, they're putting themselves in more of a hole. They're already playing with debt here. They're really not having anything developmental. I, I know they got rid of the Shea Weber contract. Or did they get that? Yeah, earlier this year they got rid of the Shea Weber contract. But, you know, it's still like, all right, you're just playing with debt. You're, it's, they're, they're pretty much like the American economy. Yeah, they're or the New Orleans playing. Saints of NHL. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the New Orleans Saints of NHL. You know, they're getting rid of uh, Winston, so they're getting some money back too. But, you know, it just... It, it, I, I don't like that. I, I don't find I, I find that you know not balancing your books leads to an abject failure in, in the future. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what happened to the Red Wings when we had all those heavy contracts and just didn't. So um, I, I feel like I, I don't like the quick move. I don't think it, it was it was worth you know taking him on. Um, so I'm gonna say Vegas. Also, um, you know, San Jose did lose. Um, oh, what's that guy's name? My God, why am I blanking? Meyer. Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who is a, you know he was a youth piece that if if, if they if they're not going to go off of Carlson's contract even though he hasn't he's having a Norris Trophy year then you should keep Meyer like either keep both or keep neither I don't like the mm-hmm. the mixed directions there mm-hmm. um, and then yeah uh, I, uh, that's that and then I, I'm going to go with again Detroit of how we, we we're going back into rebuilding rebuilding mode even though. We had this great golden generation of Bertuzzi, Larkin, and all that, and you know now it's just Larkin left, and we're stocking up on draft capital again. It seems like we're never going to get the prime out of the players that we want, and it just doesn't Trust seem the right. Process. So, 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 so Nate, even even with the Iser plan, who do you feel who do you feel is gambling with their future right now and lost, or, or gambling with their with their odds of making the oh playoffs boy. and lost? Um, so for losers for me, big one is Edmonton, uh, straight up. I mean, McDavid has just been unbelievable this year. Kenny Holland, who used to be the Detroit GM, you know, they've been trying to bring in guys that <laughs> you can surround McDavid and Dre Seidel with, but when you got two players earning over twenty mil a year, you know, total between them, it's hard to build a team around that with like Carno said, you know, 48 other contracts or 18 other guys you're dressing. So um, I, I think they trade for Ekholm from Nashville, who is um, a, a fairly good trade, but they gave up Barry for him. Um, they didn't bring in any goaltending that I'm aware of. They they pulled in Jack Campbell at the beginning of the year, who's just been a, a real big disappointment. I mean, he's been on my fantasy team, dropped, dropped him real quick. Um, it's the goaltending in Edmonton, I think is probably part of the media coverage that, that really plays, um, into it. Um, but I think Edmonton, like every year they're, they're at this point where McDavid gets them, you know, into a playoff spot, but that he just has no su- supporting cast. Um, and it's kind of a shame because he's mm-hmm. an absolute like generational talent just above everybody else, but he, he just doesn't have the supporting cast to get him there. Um, so Edmonton, I think is yeah. is my uh, big loser. I mean, there's there's a couple of questionable moves that I noticed. So Vancouver, in particular, um, they got rid of Horvat. So you're like, oh, you know, they're going to go into sell mode um, because they traded them to the the Islanders. Um, the the return on that, I think, uh, Bovelier uh, is how you pronounce it. He's he's actually had more points than Horvat has for the Islanders. So you. you you know, think it was a good trade, but then they, you know, turn around and get Hronik from Detroit and they pretty much give up what uh, Ottawa did to get to Turin from Arizona. And, and Hronik is by and far not <laughs> a Chichirin, you know, talent level player. So I think Vancouver is trying to 
balance between being competitive and going into full-blown rebuild mode because they got Hughes and Peterson and uh, just a young core like Demko that, you know, they can build around. But um, it's not really clear what they're, they're trying to do at this point. And the the last loser that's not even close to the playoffs is Arizona. I mean, they they took on Shea Weber's contract for Nichols. They brought on Voracek uh, from Flyers for just getting up to that salary floor. They sold low on uh, Chichurin to Ottawa. I think they only got like three picks for him first and two seconds, maybe, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and... Mm-hmm. He, they were holding him out for like three weeks uh, to make sure he didn't get injured, so that they could trade him. And I think by and far they just sold super low on him. Um, you know, <laughs> I think Batman's really got to step in uh, for that team because th- this is their first year in Arizona State's arena. Probably not getting too many fans. They're at the bottom of the division. They're continuously trying to take on contracts: Datsuk, Shea Weber, Pronger. Orichek, all these old, you know, time players, Hosa, I think, um, yeah. just to get to that salary floor, they're not getting the fans. They're not performing. They're not making the playoffs. I would not be surprised if Arizona's not going to be a team in uh, the the Western Conference uh, for for too much longer here. Can you blame them though? Is it really Arizona's yeah. fault? Like everyone knows the situation in Arizona, and they know that they can just milk them. They're they're literally being held hostage. Yeah. It's, it's true, really blame. But you also, you also have have owners that want to win, and it doesn't seem like to Nate's point, Batman and the owners just they don't care. It's just a dumping ground. Batman's ties to Arizona, I will never know <laughs> why he's clinging to that so hard. Um, but we'll get into that in a minute. We'll we'll have that conversation. I'm sorry, Carno. Go ahead. Um, no, I was just saying that, like you know, every play. It's kind of like in other sports, like in basketball, where you have Kevin Durant to decide I just don't want to play. I have a feeling that like no, like Arizona is in such a turmoil that it like it really doesn't matter. Like they could say, hey, we're going to hold on for better. But a, GM, a smart GM would say, I know your player doesn't want to play there. You know your player doesn't want to play there. I know exactly. Like you, you, I'm, I can I'm buy low on this. So either, yeah, you, you get stuck with that player that's not going to play for you, or I just you sell them for pennies to me. I feel like it's really not their fault. Yeah, they, they got themselves into this mess somehow like, through bad ownership and bad management. But mm-hmm. at this point, there's literally nothing they can do. It, they're, they're just stuck. Can you imagine if Bedard mm-hmm. gets... Picked up by Arizona, though. I oh, he's gonna he's gonna pull an Eli Manning. He's not gonna show yeah, up. They're gonna I, have. To I, don't, I don't know what's gonna happen. I would there, be but curious if I were he, him. He could turn yeah. it around there, um, which would be interesting because they do have a, a good young core. They just like just can't make things happen, you know. Agreed. And, and, and they, no one wants the things like even if he does make things happen, but no one's gonna want to go see him. What's the point? <laughs> Like, you're still no going to want to go to He's going to have all the Arizona yeah. State yeah. girls yeah. coming to the Bucks game. in the seats there. It's, it's technically not an NHL arena. It's, it's a college hockey arena, and they're just cramming bodies in. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of, none of the attendance figures match or even come close to an NHL arena, what they've got in Arizona mm-hmm. right now. So crazy to think about. It's just sad. Um, Bring back Atlanta. Bring back the Thrashers. <laughs> Well, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I promise. I promise. Nick, who's your, who's um, so your for, losers? Yeah. Uh, I'll give you two, and then I'll, I'll give you an honorable mention. So for me, in, in this deadline, which started so slow and then just popped off like no one could believe, you, to, to be a team that stood still, you, you automatically lost. Like you were flat-footed like you're done. So to me, I would say a huge loser is Florida. You didn't, you didn't move anyone. You didn't move anyone. I know the East is competitive, um, but to go from where they've been the past few seasons to where they are now, I mean, it's just been uh, off a cliff how, how, how their performance has been. Um, so that one right there jumps out to me. Um, and I'm going to have to agree with you for number two, Nate, Vancouver. I, I mean, it seemed as though to start it was piecemeal. They were selling off parts of the team. And then it almost turned into a fire sale for me. And looking at that was almost like an admission without admitting it that 
they should have never hired Bruce Boudreau and should have gone with Tockett from the get go. Mm-hmm. And the ownership and the in and GM Rutherford screwed up without saying it. So they're in this weird position because they put themselves there of are we just, you know, in a rebuilding phase? Are we trying to be competitive? Where do we stand? And I think they're still trying to find an identity as a young team. And that's on the GM. That's that's not something their coach could have controlled, I feel, because the pieces were there, but they just didn't have the support, the guidance. Um, and the fans, rightfully so, are upset. I mean, chanting Bruce, there it is, and, and you know, being really upset that Boudreaux is gone, I don't blame him. I think he got a, he got a pretty raw deal um, in Vancouver, but to see him land on his feet at uh, TSN uh, Sportsnet, I'm happy for him. Um, he's like a lovable hockey grandpa. You, you want to, you know, you want to support and see good things happen to. Um, but yeah, just a, just a terrible situation in Vancouver. And speaking of terrible situations, honorable mention, Jonathan quick, to your point, Carno, I feel that you win two rings. You are a franchise goaltender. You are a first ballot hall of famer and to be, traded without as much a discussion or any consideration to a team that is dead last in the East, I think in all of the NHL and the Columbus Blue Jackets, is a travesty. You To treat a franchise leader in, I believe it's saves, wins, like the list goes on and on, and he's number one in all of them. And to treat Jonathan Quick like that is just... It blows my mind what what was going through Rob Blake's mind as GM. Um, And then I'm glad everything worked out for him in the end. He seems like he wants to get after it after kind of making a a connecting flight, if you will, through Columbus to Las Vegas. Um, But I I really want to see Jonathan Quick end his career on a high note. And as as much as he struggled this season, I, I think that's, not not very professional of Rob Blake to go this route. Nick, I forgot <laughs> that Rob Blake was actually the GM of LA, and you kind of reminded me. There's quite a few old-time Hall of Famers that are GMs right now. You got Rob mm-hmm. Blake, you got Joe Sackick, you got Steve Eiserman. Um There was just one more. Shani in Toronto. Yeah, Shani's not the GM, but he's he's up in that. Oh, he's not. He's like a president, yeah. but Chris Drury's over in New York with the Rangers. Yeah. Um, I said Brenda Moore is a coach, but he's he's there. Brenda Moore's a coach, so it's the people we grew up with that are now oh, moving up in the in the management. Bill Garens was who I was. Thinking of. Bill Garens, oh, yeah, yeah. In Minnesota. I think that was Minnesota. And, and yeah. you know what? Everyone except Sackick was guys on the ice that you just did not mess with. I'm pretty sure Bill Garen, Tom Hawk, the guy in practice one time on when he was playing for Pittsburgh. So <laughs> I I don't think there's any love lost by trading quick for Rob Blake, to be honest. Or, excuse me, quick being traded by Rob Blake. Um, right. But those guys get it done, and they're not willing – they're not, you know, going to hold back to make sure someone's feelings aren't hurt. They're going to make the moves that got them the cups that they, they won. So. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I, I can see your point. I understand it's it's definitely a business and it's an entertainment business at the end of the day, as much as we love the sport. Um, but I, I, I think you still have to do some finagling to try and keep a future Hall of Famer happy. <laughs> I mean, look at look at what the Red Wings did. I mean, they did move some contracts, obviously, you know, but when let's say a Datsuk retires or doesn't want to play in the NHL anymore. They offload his contract, yeah, to Arizona, but they respect his wishes. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know, hound him and, and go overseas to, to Europe and say, hey, come back and play for us mm-hmm. um, or, or trade him. They traded his rights, but not they, they didn't trade him, and he didn't obviously go. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's, there's a level of brotherhood, there's a level of respect, and I think Rob Blake was taking his eye off the prize in in giving a future Hall of Famer and a person who rightly should have a statue in front of 
whatever they call it now, crypto.com arena <laughs> in LA, formerly Staples Center, um, as a franchise yeah, leader. And they gave it to Dustin Brown. So, absolutely. Retired his number, everything. And, and I expect the same to be done for, for Quickie. But that's a strained relationship now that didn't need to be, I feel. So um, just an interesting thought there. Um, that's Those were my losers. But that being said, I mean, the, the deadline's done. We're in March now, boys. I mean, we've got a few weeks left. So playoff predictions. I mean, we, we've got a bloodbath out east. We've got some rumblings out west. I'll give it to you, Carno. Who, who do you have? Who are your favorites out west and out east and overall? Um, so out East, I think we already said it's going to be the Bruins that come out of there. Uh, I don't think they're going to win the cup. I, I still, I still believe they won't win the cup, uh, but they'll come out. Um, you know, Maple Leafs are going to set up for the first round exit per usual. Uh, Senators seem to have eked out that, that last wild card from the, the Red Wings. Um, and then, you know, you have your, uh, Carolina, New Jersey, New York, both New York teams. So that, that's, that, that's that right there. Uh, out West. Um, so remind me our last, during our last pod, we talked about Mm -hmm. the Minnesota, sorry, the golden Knights versus LA and Mm -hmm. who's going to, who's going to take the West from there. Mm -hmm. I still think, um, I think I was on the golden Knights side, right? And everyone, I really got to listen to that pod again. That's I think that sounds right. Yeah. I was on the golden Knights side in uh, LA. And now I'm even more confident in that because what I said was the, the goaltending was the issue for golden Knights. Leonard out, and then they got quick. Even though I don't think he's, um, I still don't think he's. Like, I think his, his best days are behind him. But, sure. but sure. it is taking the 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 reason why they won is because they took it from. I mean, they the, the reason why they're going to excel. I don't think they won the trade deadline either. But the mm-hmm. reason why they're going to excel into, into the West is because they took it from the Kings. A rival. Yep, they took exactly it from the, the, the direct mm-hmm. rival. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I still think Golden Knights uh, are going to make it out of the, the West and hopefully win their first cup. Um, okay. Avalanche are kind of falling, teetering with a lot of injuries. I think um, isn't um, Kale McCarr on uh, LT, uh, on injury? Concussion. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. So so is that your too early Stanley Cup? Is that Boston Vegas? Boston Vegas Vegas winning it finally. Um, actually no, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to say Boston does not make it to the final. Oh. I'm going to say Carolina and Vegas with Vegas finally winning it. For your for your too early Stanley Cup, please don't hate us, any Boston <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. Because President's Trophies don't, don't, don't make mm-hmm. it. There's only yeah. one I think that's made yeah, it to the final. The curse. final. Yeah. It's like the Madden curse. Yep. I... So, Nate, based off that, I mean, Boston is crushing it this season. Where do you where do you find your not so early Stanley Cup? Um, so for me, I, I got to disagree with you, Carno. I, I think Boston's going to make it to the finals. I think if they they lose it, it's probably going to be in the finals. I think they're going to survive that bloodbath. They just got too much experience, too much um, uh, just toughness and grittiness on that team. I mean. I know Bertuzzi's been out a lot of this year, but they stocked up at the deadline. They're they're really leaning into this year, so I I'm pretty confident. I mean, Toronto has been first round exit year after year, so I don't have too much confidence in them. Tampa has really fallen off lately. Buffalo and Ottawa are on the up and coming. Um, you know, personally, I think Ottawa may have sold the farm a little bit too quick. Um, since they're not necessarily out of their rebuild just yet, but I think Boston's going to make it out of the Atlantic. Then you got Carolina and the Devils. I mean, Rangers picked up Kane um, at the deadline. I think that was a big move, but it's a real boom or bust type of move if he fits in. I I really see Hurricanes or Devils really making it out of uh, the Metropolitan there, um, and, and potentially you know giving Boston a run for their money in the, the conference finals. For the uh, the Western Conference, I think, Carno, you're right. I mean, Quick's going to have a real chip on his shoulder. Um, and I definitely see a showdown with the Kings happening in the playoffs. Kraken have been a really nice surprise. Um, they whooped their wings the other night. but um, and, and they will make the playoffs. But 
I think Vegas is, is too strong there. I, I definitely see Avalanche getting some guys back near playoff time. So Vegas, Avs, and then uh, probably Hurricanes and Bruins are going to be the, the four to watch. Um, hey, don't, don't sleep on the, on the yeah, wild. Yeah, I mean. Okay. And then, what's, and then what's your final? What's your cup final? Um, gosh, I'm going to say uh, Avs, um, Avs, Boston, and um, – I'm going to say Boston gets it done. That, okay. If that was a cup final, if Avs Boston was a cup final, I swear every single person in Detroit, every single Red Wings fan <laughs> would lose it. Yeah. I, I heard the hairs on, on Carno's back just stand up. I will, watch, I will not Boston watch that. Colorado. <laughs> I will not watch that cup. I will not watch a single minute of that final. I would not do it. Uh, um, so. There's a lot of good storylines. I think the NHL is in a very good marketing position this year based on just the trade deadline and and everything that's come from it. Um, I have to agree with you, Carno. I I like the rate at which Boston is is producing. It seems like, you know, they're just killing games, you know, not not just winning by a little. It's like consistently beating the crap out of opponents, and it shows. Um but I wonder if that pursuit of history is going to tire them out come playoff time. Um, that race to the president's trophy, if you will, when they already have it locked in pretty much. Um, so I would say for my East, I'm going to go with Carolina and I might say, Ooh, this is tough. I'm going to say it's going to be Carolina and Boston in the East. And I think Carolina will be, um, just able to kind of get past Boston. It's going to be Carolina in the finals for the East. And then out in the West, I agree. I think the reason for picking up quick was to kind of light a fire under him and see if that, that changes his prospects in his final, perhaps final season um, in the NHL. And I think he'll, he'll light that fire and, and use it to kind of, you know, maybe revisit the Kings in the playoffs and maybe even knock them out. So I'm thinking Vegas and maybe the Kraken um, in the Western Conference final with Vegas going on. And then I say Carolina over Vegas in the final. Um, but just barely. I think it I think it'll go four two maybe. Um, but it's gonna be a very good playoffs. I'm especially looking forward to the East. Um, I mean Toronto, Tampa are declining both Pretty much at the same time. I mean, it's like Nate said, it's pretty much win or bust for a lot of teams. And I highlight those two when it comes to that. Um, and then you see the additions by New York and Carolina, New Jersey. And I think you're going to see the Rangers and Devils play. It's going to be a really good playoffs out east. Really good playoffs out east. One thing so, I'm actually looking forward to is with all these playoff teams, one thing you'll notice is there's a lot of, even though like the top teams are still very veteran heavy, but there's going to be a lot of youth stories that are going to come out of this playoffs. You know, sure. with the Kraken, you're going to see, like, you know, uh, Maddie Bernier's first experience in the playoffs um, with, um, you know, New York. Uh, eh, not so much New York. Uh, yeah. With uh, with uh, Jersey, though, you got Hughes. Um, so there are going to be some decent stories out there. And it's going to be, you know, this is going to be a playoff. So it's going to set the next five years of storylines for, uh, you know, new talent and, you know, the people are going to follow. I liked that marketing campaign. I think it was one of the more memorable ones. Um, I can't remember which playoffs it was, but the history will be made. And I, I don't think that could be more true for this playoffs, mm-hmm. um, especially like to your point with all the youth and, and up and coming, despite all the trades and everything, someone's bound to be a hero, right? So looking forward to that. Um, that being said, can I get a drum roll? Because we need to catch up on some picks. All right, all right, all right. Thank you, sir. So um, last time, Arno actually came back, even though I, I had uh, most picks um, or most points correct from episode three. Um, we finished our tallies seven, six, and three. Um, Nader, I'm sorry you had three points Rough. from the uh, last few games. Um, but now it is a dead heat. It is a dead heat in in terms of the games. Um, so Carno is in the lead, believe it or not. Go Carno. The stopper um, guy is winning. 
11 points. 11 points, crushing it these past few episodes. And then Nate and myself are tied at 10, right on your heels. What so don't, we got to give... We got to give you props, Nick. Like uh, both Nate and I uh, missed two games out of the five that we picked. We, we we only got three right. You got four of the five. So and you got one score right. So really got to give you props for that. You know, I try coming I coming try. back from uh, you know episode two where it, it wasn't looking great. Uh, you really, really, um, you know, you really, uh, you know, don't call it a comeback. Um, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, you it's did just. Uh, it's just sometimes you got to get pucks deep, got to get them in the net, and uh, good things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know and the other Stenberger just what yeah, the hell, just man. A, just a fair <laughs> three. Well, I see, I see, we got one matchup that that we've done for the past two podcasts, so I'm I'm interested to see if I can actually get this one right for once. So, so <laughs> I'll I'll walk I'll walk the audience through each game, and then I will get your thoughts. Um, so the first game we chose is going to be Buffalo, New York. I believe the Rangers. It's this weekend. And Buffalo is on the outside looking in. The Rangers just acquired Kane, among a few others. I'm going to throw it over to you, Nate, because I know how much of a Kane fan you are. What is your choice there, sir? What is your poison of choice? Yeah, so I think um, New York's kind of been um, on a wishy-washy lately. It looks like they've Lost their last two. Um, I, I know that their front six is just absolutely phenomenal, but um, I think Buffalo has more to play for right now. I mean, they're they're pushing for a playoff spot. Um, they're six and four in their last ten. Thompson has just been uh, a, a superstar this year, just an absolute breakout year, and it's at home in Buffalo. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go with Buffalo in this one. Um, which might okay. be a little surprising, but I'm going to say uh, it's it's a tight game. Uh, I'll say 3-2 Buffalo. Ooh, okay. Mr. Sarkar, what say you? I, actually, I agree with me on, um, on you know, some, which team has more to play for. I think it's, um, you know, I think one team has a coming, you know, I'm always a big guy of chemistry, and I think Buffalo is the more consistent team as of right now, so... Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'll do four two Buffalo. I just got one empty. Okay. Okay. Um. Now this is a tough one for me, and I I made these games super tough going in the playoffs for a reason. Um, Buffalo is on the outside looking in. They are scrappy. They are young and talented. And New York. I would say the Rangers have something to play for. They're in the playoffs. I feel at this point, they, you know, they just have to hold their seating, of course. Um, but making splashy moves like Kane, I mean, you know, if you if you can't get it done with Kane, you got to answer that, and that's tough. Um, I do like the um, the hustle of Buffalo. I like that they're bringing um, the people back into the stadium, the seats. Um, but my gut tells me that Kane is just too much, and it's going to be three two. But it's going to be the opposite way. It's going to be three two Rangers. Interesting. So I I am looking at something right now. Um, Rangers mm-hmm. are eighteen eight and five away from uh, New York, uh, New York City, and Buffalo is thirteen sixteen and two at home. So. Um, it's going to be a bar yeah. Bar. So absolutely, that sort of tells me that. Rangers might have the edge uh, here, even though Buffalo has more to play for. But uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting matchup because, you know, to all our points, Buffalo does have more to play for, and they are trying to go for a, a playoff spot. They didn't sell the farm for the the trade deadline, but um, you know, I think they're in coming out of this rebuild mode where this can really kickstart their uh, their next season by making the playoffs this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, next game. And this is a very, very big game as well. All of these truly are. Um, March 12th, it's a Sunday at 7 p.m. It's going to be the Hurricanes visiting, I believe it's the Prudential Center in New Jersey. I don't know if it's still Prudential. Um, But could we possibly be seeing a a playoff series in our future? Who knows? But, Carno, I want to get, what do you think? I want to get your take. 
on a final score here. So this is basically for the battle for the top of the west, top of the metropolitan, sorry, not the west. Um, and it's at New Jersey, which is a terrible. I don't think it has great home field advantage. I mean, I've, I've been to the Prudential Center, and it's nothing, nothing crazy. So I'm not going to give it too much waiting. Um, I'm a big fan of Carolina. Uh, I think this is the time when Carolina starts like turning and turning it on and getting ready for playoff season. Jersey doesn't have that. Um, you know, they, they haven't been in the playoffs in a while, and so Carolina kind of knows what March and April is about. So I'm going to go um, 4-1 Carolina. 4-1 Carolina. Nate, think- he, he thinks, the, uh, Carno thinks that New Jersey's not rocking despite being, what is it, third place? Second in, in the second place in the, in the or no, I was going to say third place in the conference out the, east. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, what are your thoughts? I want to hear your thoughts on Jersey and Carolina. Yeah. So, I um, I know Carolina's sitting atop the the division right now. Um, both teams are both good away and at home. Um, I know uh, Hughes has been battling some injuries lately, but um, yeah, this will be a a really interesting matchup. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you know, the home team wins here. Uh, even though, you know, Carolina has been on quite the hot streak lately. I, I think New Jersey really needs to get this one um, just to have any sort of chance at, you know, overtaking Carolina uh, for that, that one seed. Um, so I'm going to say Jersey. Um, I think that there's going to be, a decent amount of scoring. I know Carolina's goaltending has been pretty solid thus far this year, but I'm going to say uh, 4-2 uh, Jersey. Okay. Okay. Um, I have to agree with you there, um, Carno. I, I do like I do like what Carolina's built. I, I like their culture. I like their grittiness right now, the additions they've made. Um, I think it's it's really working well, even though they have Boston, you know, on top of the pedestal there in the East. Um, I, I think they've had some solid goaltending. I, I think they've got something they can build upon there. And while the world and, and everyone watches Boston, they can work behind the scenes and, and really start to come together even more as a team in preparation because they know Boston's coming um, in the playoffs, especially late in the playoffs. So I'm going to agree with you. I think it goes to Carolina, um, even in New Jersey's barn. And I'm going to say three to one. Okay. Um, And now, um, just for the people at home, because no one can actually see us on our cameras, that might be for the best. Um, I am wearing a shirt that Nate got me. It is a McCarty's Turtle Soup Lemieux (laughs) Stew. And we are choosing... Detroit, Colorado on March 18th. And Carno, I know you want to talk about it. I'm going to come to you last because I know how much you love this rivalry. So, Nate, <laughs> it's all yours. Oh, I, I would rather have you go first. I think uh, I've made the, the first and second pick, so I think it's your turn to go first. So I'm, I'm curious to hear what you, you think for Colorado Detroit. Oh, okay, okay. All right, well, I do like the fact that Detroit is building for the future. I think, despite some opinions, I I think Detroit did make some good moves at the deadline. um, And I think this will be a strong draft year for them. That being said, I think they've resigned to their fate that they're not making playoffs this year. Whereas Colorado is in more of a different situation. Colorado last year coming off a cup win. um, Joe Sackick's built a heck of a team. I have to give it to Colorado. The question is how bad, and this is not going to sit well with Carno and I feel it. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be four to two Colorado. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Colorado's lost their last three in a row. Um, they played earlier in the season. Abs beat the wings at home six to three, but we also had, you know, Bert, Hronick, you know, all those guys that we got rid of at the deadline. I know Avs have been dealing with some injuries, but, um, and it's in at uh, the Dojo, Little Caesars uh, Dojo. Pizza, pizza Arena. Um, so 
I, uh, I taking that into account, I'm, I'm not confident that wings are going to get this one done. Um, abs are just, you know, too strong, even though they've lost three of their, uh, their last three. So I'm going to say five, one, uh, abs. And the reason for that is the wings have just been really real. And lately they lost two to Ottawa back to back nights in Ottawa where they just didn't have it in them. Eisenman sold half the team the next day. And, um, I, I think it's going to be a, a tough stretch to end the season for the wings. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. All right, Carno. Based uh, on based on selling at the deadline, where do you think the wings fall with Colorado? I have always in in the history of this thing picked the Red Wings to win uh, games because my love of Detroit, uh, you know, is 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 kind of fanatical. However, you know, now that I'm the leader of the points, I have to start being realistic. <laughs> and <laughs> realistic is we our goalie's me Magnus Helberg who is, like, he's letting in three goals a game. Uh, we don't have a any right-handed defense. We have depleted. We're a depleted roster. We're going to put in. Uh, we're going to have Bergman playing. We're going to have a lot of youth playing. Uh, and then we're facing a team that's, you know, trying to find form going into playoff season. And, you know, the defending champs, it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. It's going to be, um, it's not going to be looking good. Uh, it's, it's sad. It's it, it is sad, but it's understandable. It's gonna be five one. You're right, Nate. I I yeah. It's gonna be destruction. Okay. I, I'm tempted to go seven one, but I, you know, <laughs> let me be real. Hey hey, we don't we don't we don't Easy. we don't come close to seven like that. Easy. <laughs> Easy. What happened last game? Uh, what was it against uh, the Kraken? Didn't we lose? Like, what was the score? I thought we lost in a shootout. No overtime. We lost in overtime. No, what was that game? We just got spanked. Six five. Ottawa. No. Oh, Ottawa, yeah. Ottawa, Ottawa the bad. first game against Ottawa, we just got absolutely chillaxed. Mm-hmm. Ottawa was bad. Um, now, uh, moving on to the next game, I did a little a little service to you, my Canadian friend, Carno. Um, can't not talk about the East and not talk about how the Canadian teams are up and coming, I feel, in Toronto and Ottawa, if Toronto is not already there. Um, so we're going to go to Nate first because. I feel like we have to respect our, our fellow Canadian and and let him go last after seeing our picks. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. So Ottawa, we were just talking about, gave Detroit the hands back-to-back nights, 6-1, 6-2 in Ottawa. Um, you know, this is a game that's in Ottawa. Not that necessarily get too big of home field advantage in Canada against two Canadian teams, but um, they have scored from what I could see, 27 goals in their last five games. You know, this this game is two weeks away, uh, so a lot lot of things can happen. Um, but Ottawa is, you know, pumping on all cylinders. And Toronto, I think, has slowed down a little bit. Uh, Tavares is out with an illness. Um, I think they had another injury, O'Reilly, that we brought up earlier in the podcast where he's going on the IR with a broken finger. So they're, they're dealing with some injuries. I... I'm leaning Ottawa here. I think that they're pushing for a playoff spot with, with Buffalo. One of those teams I think is going to get in. Um, and it's really going to be down to the wire, I think for both those guys. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to take Ottawa here. Um, and I'm going to say four two Ottawa. Four two Ottawa. Okay. All right. I have to say with all the additions that Toronto has made, I'm really fearful down the stretch. Now, I mean, there is still time, to Nate's point, there is still time between now and this game. However, Ottawa has really been cooking, and same with Buffalo. That goes double for Buffalo. And Pittsburgh and the Islanders, who are in the 7-8 and eight seed right now, have to be looking behind them and obviously concerned. Obviously looking ahead to try and, you know, see where they can scramble and get more points, but obviously looking behind them, uh, especially at Ottawa and, and Buffalo. Um, with Ottawa's success, obviously it's, it's Detroit, which isn't saying too much at this time, but with their success over Detroit and Toronto's kind of downswing, I say Ottawa gets it done. Um, the question is now how badly. Um, I think it'll still be a hard-fought game, but I'm going to go 3-1 Ottawa. Yep, that's. I think uh, we're all going to be in agreement here on 
I think Toronto, they added some pieces, but really, did they? Because, you know, they added Ryan Riley and he's gone. Uh, Tavares is out. It's not, I feel like they're still, it's like moving to nowhere. Toronto seems to move a lot of pieces and it leads to absolutely nothing. Like in net neutral. Um, plus, you know, it's it, Ottawa is the one that's really fighting for that position. I think, you know, when, when it comes to this time of the year, it's the, 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 the players are going to be in playoff mode already and the players are just holding on for dear life. And I think Ottawa is, you know, they're, they're one that's gunning for it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree. I'm going to go, um, ah, the score-wise, I'll say 5-3 okay. Ottawa. 5-3 Ottawa. I mean, and... I had to take the home team eventually. I've been picking the away teams all four games so far. <laughs> So I had to go with Ottawa. I just, I just felt it in my gut. It makes sense. It makes yeah. sense, especially now, this is the, this is the time of Toronto's downfall, right? This is this hey, is right, right where we get right. To. This is this is where it begins. Um, yep. So there is one game that we really kind of touched on earlier, and we had last episode, but we decided to keep in um, and just the episode before the, that, and the right and the episode before that <laughs> because of the trade deadline this time, though. Whereas the first two times, it could have been lazy. It could have been just excitement. Um, but this time, we feel like Jonathan Quick is owed at least uh, this game um, for us to to wager on. So I'm going to go to you, Carno, actually, first and yep. see Vegas and L.A. in Vegas. And that's going to be, I want to say it's in April. Yeah, so, so I've I picked L.A. my first time. Mm-hmm. I picked uh, I picked uh, LA the second time, and I was right one time. I was wrong one time. Uh, this time, though, uh, the tides have turned. I'm going to pick Vegas. Uh, I think um, it's at Vegas, so you know, quick. They'll be more familiar with that territory by that time. Uh, Vegas is actually is they're the ones gunning for the number one seed. LA is trying to hold it. I always go with the mentality like the guys that are gunning for it are the ones that are going to win. Um, so, you know, the fight for the number one, uh, position in the, uh, the conference or in the division. Uh, I think, I think, and then Vegas, you know, they're, I, I think they're a better team that the, the thing that they were lacking were the goaltending. And now that they have it, I'm going to give it to Vegas and I'm going to say, um, three, two Vegas. Okay. All right, Nate, I know how much you love <laughs> your, your, uh, out west teams, mm-hmm. talk to me. Okay. How do you feel? What do you Carno, think? Can you do me a favor and remind me how I picked the, the last two matchups? <laughs> sure. So you said in the first time you picked um, LA 5 1. Wow, 5 1, yeah. Nate. Uh, the second time you picked Vegas 4 2. And now we're here. Did I, did I get both right or both wrong? Uh, you got the first one uh, wrong. wrong, very wrong, yeah. And the second, we all got it wrong. Um, the second time, you're also so, wrong. so just don't do what I'm doing. So <laughs> exactly, so, fair enough. So don't pick, don't pick Vegas, yeah, yeah. please, because you're so, going to be wrong. I, I was going to pick LA. I, I know that Quick has got a chip on his shoulder. Um, I foresee this being a really tone-setting matchup before the playoffs. I'm. I'm envisioning Vegas is going to send Quick out there to play his former team, and mm-hmm. LA is going to send Corpusalo out, who they just got from Columbus. And I think it's going to be a matchup of the trade deadline goalies. And I foresee this being something that <laughs> you not necessarily make movies about, but it's going to be a storyline going into the playoffs of. This is, you know, who we're gonna we're gonna put our best guy against your best guy um, when we see you in two rounds, and this is this is we're gonna punch you in the mouth and we're gonna you know stick it to you. The I feel like the Knights' management has had a really good start, you know, in their first couple of years as a franchise, but I think that they've done a few you know questionable things long term. IR. I know they have Eichel and whatnot, but Stone is injured. Um, I know they, mm-hmm. um, you know, traded Pacioretty. They um, made quite a few moves where they're up against the salary cap, where they're, you know, in win-now mode. But I, I just, I'm not sure that they're going to 
get get this game done. I think LA is is going to be coming for that spot, and um, you know, even though they're playing their former uh, teammate in Quick, they're I, I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder coming into this game because they lost the last one against Vegas that that I <laughs> picked incorrectly. Maybe they'll do it for me. Um, so I'm going to say, you know, this is a quick, uh, uh, a close game. I'm going to say four three LA. Oh, and so we know it's not going to be four three yeah. LA based on spicy. these uh, spicy. So I agree with you on a number of points, Nate. I, I think this will be absolutely a tone-setting game. I do foresee these teams meeting in the playoffs in the West. Um, they're just too good not to, really. Um, I would say that while while um, Vegas would want to play quick, I know that equally as destroyed were were the was the team when they heard the news of quick being traded, not just quick. So it's going to be hard for them emotionally to play against a former teammate and legend in Jonathan Quick. So I don't know if it's L.A. doesn't show up. I don't know if Quick starts and stands on his head. But I'm going to make probably my best, boldest um, prediction uh, so far we're tracking. I'm going to say Jonathan Quick shuts out the L.A. Kings 3-0. That's a good one. Tempting. I think it's going to be either so, he stands on his head or he gets yanked. Just gets walked out of the yeah. building? Yes. <laughs> so I'm hoping for the former and not the latter because, honestly, he is one of those goalies that I've I've hated to root for, but I would want on my team because he's so talented. Yeah. So very and he thrives talented. in playoffs. <laughs> He does. He does. In stressful situations, there is Jonathan Quick. Um, Would you rather have him or Ryan Miller as your uh, goalie? Because this is the fight of the American goalies. Quick. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Nate's going to pick Ryan Miller because Michigan Probably. State. Probably, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. he's also, you know, 43 now, so I'm, I'm thinking prime. Well, prime, no, in prime their prime. In their prime. In their prime. In their prime. Both of them. But, yeah. I think Quick has an edge. He just, he just has a slight edge. But, um... That's our pick, so we will we will come back next episode, which I hope will be in the playoffs mm-hmm. or before slightly when we can pick all these teams again. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has been a, a very special um, episode, and I, I thank you guys on um, you know getting together on a Monday night of all things. So we are recording on on March sixth, and this is a special day because not only have we had Clem, our little mascot. Um, in our Stemberger household um, for 14 years, but it's also uh, the birthday of the man who got Nate and I into hockey, uh, Grandpa Herder. Um, and he is no longer with us, but he is 100 years old today, he would have been. Um, so keep your stick on the ice wherever you are, big guy. Um, and thank you for, for teaching us the greatest game um, and showing us what, what hockey is all about. So, um, I will I will leave it at that. Um is there anything anyone wanted to bring up before um playoffs hit and um hockey really starts getting crazy? We will not be having an April in the D uh this year. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Well we will, but it it's gonna be with Miguel yeah. Cabrera. Without so. hockey. <laughs> I, I just wanna say Don't look so sad, Carno. Don't look so sad. You knew it was coming. I, I, I just wanna say before um, before we drop the, the deadline, you know, Detroit was the sellers at the deadline. They got some good picks. They even, you know, leaned out of getting picks for this draft, which is fairly deep, but they got Boston's future picks when Boston hopefully falls out of the atmosphere, um, in one year, two years time. Um, but they also made some good signings like Wallman and Mata, uh, to, to shore up their, their D line. So I'm excited to see. I mean, Wallman's been an absolute steal from the Letty trade last year. Um, I'm really pumped uh, to, to see, you know, where they can slot him. I think he's playing with Cider on the first line now, which has been insane. But excited to see, you know, mm-hmm. what the future holds for that team, even though it's not the playoffs this year. Um, but hopefully Grandpa Herder can can give us some <laughs> extra luck because the, the Wings knee has been too long since we've been in the playoffs. So. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll I agree, and I think you can agree with that too, Carno. Mm-hmm. I'm just so sad all the time now. 
Don't be sad. Believe in the eyes are yeah. playing. We got Bill and Larkin for another eight years. Yeah, so we, we got to be. Patient. It's it's coming I mean, together. I think at the the very first episode of this season, we talked about when we envisioned the Wings being back and when they we expected them to see the playoffs. I think we were between you know hitting this year, next year, and the following year. Um, the the trade deadline told us you know we're at least probably a year or two out. Um, the I'm sort of leaning towards being two years out, but I think we have the pieces in place to have the flexibility to go after some free agents this year or, you know, trade up and get some really strong draft picks for the, the draft. I mean, we got five five picks in the first 60, so um, definitely expect Eisman to make some moves at the draft in, uh, I think it's in May, May or June. So. True, and I think. Yeah. Uh, two solid opportunities there, free agency in the draft, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anyways, thank you, boys. Uh, appreciate you, as always. It's been a pleasure. Um, and thank you for everyone who tuned in to another episode of the Gordie Howe Hat Trick. See ya.